You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of The Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Kilfer. And I am Susie Hunt. And we are continuing our month of Anthologies Round 2 with episode 199, Creepshow 2. Uh, from 1987, it was uh, an hour and 32 minutes, directed by Michael Gornick, uh, who did Tales from the Dark Side, the TV show, Monsters, the TV show, and The Golden Years. So wait, we did this backwards? We did do this backwards. <laughs> we... We should have uh, we should have done this before our last episode. Which actually, right here, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, fix a mistake I didn't notice that I said multiple times. The TV show, Tales from Dark Side TV show, came out after Creepshow one. For whatever reason, I kept saying Creepshow one and two. I kept including two every time I said Creepshow. I didn't, <clears throat> I didn't even catch it. I didn't catch it either until I was I was editing the episode and I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so yes, I am well aware that it did not come out until. Until after uh, Tales from the Dark Side was over with. But still, yeah, I kept screwing that up. But anyway, <laughs> let's jump into the massive cast of this movie. Oh my god, this... Oh, it switched. What happened? It, it suggested Creepshow 3. Oh, Creepshow 3 is awful. Mm. Um, but so we have... Uh, we'll go segment by segment, as we have been doing. So we have the wraparound. Uh, there's Billy, played by Dominic John. This is his only movie. <laughs> Apparently he was some local kid in Maine. that <laughs> They were just like, hey, want to be in a movie? Um, then we have The Creep, played by Tom Savini. Uh, of course, we would know him from his special effects work, but he also was actor in uh, Martin, Dawn of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Maniac, From Dust Till Dawn, and of course, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. I can't forget that. <laughs> Episode 100. Uh, then we have the first segment with Old Chief Woodenhead. We have Ray Spruce, played by George Kennedy, who we would know from Fantasy Island, The Love Boat, The Naked Gun Movies, uh, Brain Dead, Duckman, and Ah, Real Monsters. Then we have Martha Spruce, played by Dorothy Lamour. She was in The Love Boat, Heart to Heart, Remington Steel, and Murder, She Wrote, so we did get one. Uh, ben Whitemoon, played by Frank uh, Salcedo. I'm sure I said that wrong. Uh, he was in Star Trek The Motion Picture, Quantum Leap, Star Trek The Next Generation, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and Angel. And we have Sam Whitemoon, played by Holt McNally. Or, I'm sorry, McCallany. I'm saying that wrong. He was in Casualties of War, Law and Order, Fight Club, CSI, Justice League, and most recently in Nightmare Alley. Then we have Fatso Gribbins. <laughs> what a name. Played by David Halbrook. He was in Return to Salem's Lot, Deadly Illusion, and Vampire's Kiss. And it's funny, his dad was actually in Creepshow 1 in the Crate episode. Hmm. So, kind of keeping it in the family. This is dead hell. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I said, why is this last name so familiar? Yep. It was, it was Hal. Then we have Andy Cavanaugh, played by Don Harvey. He was in Casualties of War, Die Hard 2, Hudson Hawk, Better Off Dead, The Relic, and General Hospital. And then we have Old Chief Woodenhead himself, played by Dan Kamen. He was in Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, Diary of a Hitman, Chaplin, and Benny and June. Then the second segment we have is The Raft, where we have Deke, played by Paul Satterfield. He was in Arena, if you guys remember that movie. Uh, General Hospital, The Bold and the Beautiful, and Bruce Almighty. Then we have Laverne, played by Jeremy Green. Uh, she was in Hot Shot and My Life and Times. 
We have Randy, played by Daniel Beer. He was in Hell High, 21 Jump Street, Point Break, and Babylon 5. And then last, we have Rachel, played by Paige Hanna. She was in Fame, Shag, Monsters, Freddy's Nightmares, Murder, She Wrote, and Gremlins 2, The New Batch. Then last but not least, we have The Hitchhiker. Uh, we have Annie Lansing, eh, Lansing, played by Lois Childs. She was in Moonraker, Death on the Nile, Dallas, Say Anything, Twister, and Murder, She Wrote. Uh, then we have The Hitchhiker, played by Tom Wright. Now, this guy is in a shitload of stuff, but I only grabbed a few, but he's got like 192 credits. Hmm. Um, but he was in Roseanne, Mark for Death, Tales from the Crypt, Abracadaver, which is a great episode, uh, Amityville, The New Generation, Tales from the Hood, and Seinfeld. Also starring Stephen King as a truck driver. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but uh, let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this movie. Maurice, what, what are your thoughts on Creep Show 2? Uh, it's pretty good. It's not as good as the first Creep Show. Um, I like two out of the three segments. Um, my favorite is probably Old Chief Woodhead. Yep, that's my favorite too. Um, the raft was alright. I really am not a fan of the whole rapey thing at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's really disturbing. Yeah, I didn't like that at all. I was like, when I was watching it, because it's been a while since I've watched this, so I kind of forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> no and because of that she gets killed right it's like what the fuck yeah dude? but you're stranded on a raft all night mm-hmm. you're telling me you're still horny exactly like after watching two of your friends get right. eaten alive by a blob right <laughs> like, like, and you gotta be cold isn't it october oh yeah it was cold I, they showed him because they're yeah, like, yeah. Like at that point he's a button on a fur coat i don't think it's going anywhere yeah well <laughs> yeah um but like I told you guys earlier, I really didn't care for Hitchhiker. I kind of tuned out watching that one. It mm-hmm. just didn't do anything for me. But overall, it's enjoyable. I like it. It's a good uh, part of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, n- not like three. <laughs> three only has one semi-okay segment. The rest suck. Uh, the TV series is really good. Oh, I love the TV show. That's really good. That's genuinely scared me a couple of times. Yeah. Like the the dollhouse episode with the weird little severed head. Mm -hmm. That freaked me the fuck out. And is season four coming out this month? I think so. It should be coming out soon. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, But yeah. We already got our first cat interruption. Yep. The cast, not really big names. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they are who they are. You're not going to. They weren't. They didn't make or break the movies. Uh, the, the cast and the second, the raft were not that great. Oh god, they were awful. Um, even though I do like the second part, uh, I didn't think the cast was all that great. The cast was great in the first one. Old old uh, Woodcock. <laughs> old Chief Woodcock. <laughs> old Chief Woodcock. <laughs> and. Uh, I don't even know about the third part with the acting. I, I, like I said, I zoned out. I, I don't think... I, I'm sure we're probably all going to be in agreement that the third part's not that good. You know what the third part was? Remember the TV show Chips? Yes. Picture one of their chases along the highway. Now put that in the forest because it was the same fucking music. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we're going to pause for a moment. And we're back from this child interruption. Um, Although we have a cat, really, yeah, really, really about me Ru- today. Yeah, he's... Rufus, are you? Have you moved on from me? He's oh, he's trying to make you jealous. Look That's all right. Where's Bella? 
Bella will give me loving. Here comes Edgar. Oh, Edgar's out. Wow. Yeah, no, they're Miracles all. Miracles do happen. It's the season. Yep. And and I see, it's, it's Black Cat season. They're like, we got a job to do, man. It must be the creep show factor. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah, so overall, I enjoy it. Uh, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's good stuff. Well, I, I have to ask, though, because of how, just how the music is. What are your thoughts on this soundtrack? I don't remember much of the music. There was like, there was like a, is there a punk song? No. No, it's all like no. made for TV music. Oh, like, that's right, yeah. It's, it all sounds like daytime soap operas. <laughs> like, and all the action sequences sounded like Chips or Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's probably why I don't. It's so bad. That's probably why it didn't jump out at me. I did watch so many movies this weekend, though, so, like, all True. these movies are starting to blend together. I'm like, wait, wasn't there a good punk song in this one? But, no. Yeah, no, that was, you're thinking of uh, VHS. Yes, I am. Because, <laughs> yeah, I watched that, too. That was, that was that was a good flick. Yeah. But, Susie, we'll toss it over to you. What are your thoughts on this? Well, thank you for asking. <laughs> I like this movie a lot, and I actually do like the third the third one because i think that she's ridiculous and funny well yeah yeah it's funny because all he's saying is you hit me or whatever the hell thanks for the ride lady lady, but six orgasms (laughs) 25 dollars a pop that's a bargain she had to think about it though yeah yeah she was like well i'm sure you had silent ones too (laughs) but i i don't know i just think she's like some white privileged like white bitch well, I mean, she is. She's she's married Drive, to a lawyer. Right, she's, driving a Mercedes. And right. she's like, $40,000? It looks just like it came out of the showroom. Um, I really like the second one because they all deserved it for being annoying. Yes. And mm-hmm. for being rapey. Um, the first one is, is really good, too. Yeah. Old cheap wooden cock. <laughs> <laughs> I love the first one. And it's funny because as a kid, the raft was my favorite segment because it scared me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's still the, the concept still freaks me out. But... As an adult, I fucking love old Chief Woodenhead. I think it's such a good story. And so. But that's all you had to say? That's or? all I got to say, because I'm going to save it for when we get into the meat and bones of it all. The meat and so, potatoes? So, Mike, what do you think of this one? Well, I love this movie. This actually, it's funny. I watch this one more often than part one, even though I like part one better. Hmm. Um, it's just something about this one I always put it on. And I think it's because I love the story of the first one. And then the second and third one... Well, the stories aren't the greatest. Like, I still enjoy them both. I don't hate The Hitchhiker. I just find it ridiculous. Like, and not ridiculous in a good way. <laughs> like, I feel like it could have been a five-minute segment. Like, it literally could have been, you know, a fourth and final segment. They could have squeezed another one in there. But having, like, a 25-minute episode of just basically her driving around panicking with him going, Thanks for the ride, lady! Like her car is like all fucked up. <laughs> right, and she keeps fucking him up more and more. So do like, you think that the second one is not as good because of the horrible acting? Yes. Okay. It's, I agree with that. I like the story. I do. The story is is a cool concept, but there's not much to it. This is this is something we see a lot in anthology movies where it'll be like it's a great idea for a horror story, but it's not fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that happened with the raft. Because, like, why are they going there? Why is it, you know... To smoke pot and have premarital sex. But that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a, there's a part where they literally mention, like, getting laid. And I'm like, so wait a second. You, you swam in cold water out onto a raft in the middle of a lake where anyone can see you to hump. When clearly the both of the girls were ready to fuck when you guys were in the car. But... Yeah, why did they swim out to the raft? Because it's also the off-season, so there isn't going to be anybody there. Right, and it's going to be cold as shit. 
<laughs> so it just, I, uh, I don't know. Everything about that just, it feels like it wasn't, it was half cooked, you know. But overall, I do really like this. I actually, I, I love the, the two Creepshow movies that, that Stephen King and Romero made. Uh, the third one, like I said, there's one episode that's kind of like, okay, it's not bad. The rest is awful. Uh, the TV show, I fucking love. Mm-hmm. So I, I would love to see, I would love them to come back to Creepshow and actually do another film. Who knows, maybe Shudder will start doing that if the TV show ever gets canceled. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for those, those that have no idea what we're talking about, the basic premise of this, again, it's an anthology movie based on a comic book, a fake comic book. Uh, but all the stories are, are done up to look like they come from a comic book as this little kid, Billy, is, uh, is looking at them. So we, we Last time, little Johnny killed his dad. Yeah, and, and his dad was Tom Atkins. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they had a lot of A-listers in the first one. Yeah, yeah, they really did. I mean, because it was, what, there was Tom Atkins, there was Ted Danson. Um, Naked Gun. Yeah, uh, Leslie, Leslie Nielsen. Nielsen. Took me a second, too. Um, I'm trying to think. Adrian there... Barbobot. <laughs> I was like, I couldn't remember her name. I was going to say the chick from Swamp Thing. But yeah, Adrian Barbeau. Uh, I want to be an Adrian Barbeau, but mm. um, yeah, but that one that that did have a lot of good people in it. Yeah, and I I like that one that had more segments. Like some of the shorter segments that didn't really need to be super long, they just got in and got out. Mm-hmm. Like the the one with Leslie Nielsen, that one didn't need to be that long. Right, and they just told the short story and got out. Mm-hmm. This one definitely drags them out a little bit. But uh, we open up with our wraparound, where we see Billy patiently awaiting at the, or waiting at the newsstand for the delivery of the Creepshow comic books. The creep shows up to deliver <laughs> them. We transition from live action to animation. Billy excitedly looks through the issue as the credits roll. And I fucking love the animation in this. Oh, it's and great. It's so it reminds cool. me of, like, 80s cartoons, like Saturday yes. morning cartoons. It has... Well, it was made in the 80s, but you right. know what I mean. Like, yeah. it ha- There is definitely a specific look. It's... I don't know. Almost like a, no, not Don Bluth. It, well, I mean, it had the, 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 the vibrant, uh, like, the big sweeping movements of all the characters is yes. very Don Bluth. Um, like, again, not to say the animation is very animated, but it is. You know, it's like if you guys are, are familiar with Dragon's Lair and the way Dirk the Daring throws his limbs around, that's kind of how the characters and the, and the animation in this do. But uh, I, I love it. It looks so cool. But we, uh, we cut to the creep's castle, and he introduces the first story, which is Old Chief Woodenhead. So what do you guys think of this one? I like it. This is so fucking good. And, oh, man, I, cr- I literally cry every time I watch this. I love the character of Ray Spruce. He reminds me of my grandfather. Yes! And it, oh, it's, it upsets me every time when he gets killed. I'm like, no, I don't like it! By his ne'er-do-well, it's his nephew? Uh, no, it's his, oh, his no, friend's it's, nephew. Oh, no, it's the friend's nephew, that's right. The yeah. Native American guy. So basically, we're introduced to Ray and Martha Spruce, who run this little convenience store. They're a cute little couple. <laughs> They're adorable. <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to think, where where was it? It's was in it? Arizona. Yeah, but they, they name they named the town, was it Deadwater or Dead River? Raising. Uh, Get it, Raising Arizona? Yes, <laughs> exactly, Raising Arizona. <laughs> uh, I can't remember now, but they, they I think it is Dead River. But... Long story short, the town, the the jobs have all dried up. The people have moved away, and there's only a handful of people left. And everyone that's there is poor. And um, you know, Ray has this uh, this old, you know, native statue of this chief standing out in front of his his uh, his convenience store named Old Chief Woodenhead. And uh, you can tell just by the the kindness he's showing this inanimate object. 
what type of guy he is. Uh-huh. You know, he's talking to him, being like, oh, I got to touch up your war paint. You've been sun, sun bleached. Mm-hmm. And he's painting and he's going, my hands ain't what they used to be. Just he's an adorable little old man. And the, uh, what is it, uh, Ben White Moon, yes. one, one of the, uh, like, the elders of the, the tribe, come by and, and talk to... Gives him some goodies. Yeah, he comes by to talk to, to Ray. But it was, I'm sorry, this is after Martha talks to Ray, basically saying she wants him to shut down the shop and retire. So she's like, you know, you've put everything into this town. You know, you haven't made a dime in weeks, you know, because everyone's coming there on credit or, you know, they have like outstanding orders that they can't pay, all that kind of stuff. And he's just like, well, you know, we've taken a lot of healthy profits from this town. I want to give a little bit back in its time of need. So you can tell that this guy is just a good man. Um, so Ben White Moon comes in with a satchel of trinkets they're like uh, various like jewelry and heirlooms, like mm-hmm. family heirlooms from the tribe. And he tells them, you know, that if, if they can't pay what they owe in two autumns, then he's to keep it. Now, of course, Ray doesn't want to do this. He's like, no, 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 no. He's like, I- I'll help your people. Like, you, you know, basically we've been friends a long time. Yes. And um, Ben tells him that uh, to borrow is bad, but to, to what does he say? To, to borrow is bad, to beg is worse. Yes. And... Um, Basically, if, if Ray doesn't take it, he turns them into beggars, and something like that can never be forgiven. So, Ray tells him he would guard the heirlooms with his life. Ben, you know, thanks him, Which and they she go she literally off. does. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> so, they, they watch Ben and his people leave, and then they go back in, and we have Ben's nephew, Sam White Moon, and his fucking cronies, Fatso and Andy. <laughs> uh, they decide they're going to wreck the store and rob him. And... There's this little back and forth where he talks about, you know, you kicked us out last time. He's like, well, you were stealing. And he goes, we're stealing now, old man. Mm -hmm. It's like, you dick. And then, uh, what do you say? Like, uh, Bray is arguing with him, trying to, you know, get him to see reason. And Sam tells him to shut his mouth. And then Fatso grabs his dick and he's like, who put this in his mouth? It's big. (laughs) And I love Ray's response. He goes, disgusting like he just looks so offended like he's also old so people didn't talk like that it wasn't proper talk back in the old times it wasn't proper talk now either you never ask an old man for a blowjob it's just really wrong (laughs) that's bad etiquette bad bad form bad form whether or not he has dentures (laughs) exactly so they uh they rob him from all the stuff that they have and then he holds Martha at gunpoint, and he basically demands that, uh, you know, Ray turn over the satchel of heirlooms. And he tries to tell him, he's like, you know, this is you know, this is your people's heirlooms, this is for your tribe. He's like, you can't do this. And he ends up accidentally shooting Martha. Mm. And then we see Ray, like, stagger toward her, and then he turns and shoots Ray. This part is where it gets me, because, like, the way... When Ray gets shot, he stops, he staggers back, and then he still tries to go to his wife. Mm-hmm. And then he falls over dead. It's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. Hugging at the heartstrings. Oh, right off the bat. And, of course, it's playing that daytime soap opera music. So Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, so the, the group gather their shit. They take off. They're, they're deciding they're going to go off to L.A., because, uh, what was it, Sam <laughs> thinks his hair is going to get him paid and laid, as he says. Yeah. But before they leave, he shoots the the old chief Woodenhead. Old chief Woodenhead. Yep, he basically is going off about like fuck this town, fuck this store, and fuck, fuck you. the tribe, and fuck you. And then he shoots Chief Woodenhead, 
And, and Chief wouldn't have like that said. <laughs> and that's the thing, like, when they first come out of the store, you see him scowl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and then uh, they, they take... You know, one thing I, I totally missed, because I'm kind of speeding through this. Um, early on, when Ben White Moon leaves, he says, like, he greets the he greets the chief when he first walks in. And then when he leaves, he says goodbye. Mm-hmm. And the chief nods. And Ben looks at him, like, kind of scared. He's like, okay, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so we get a little hint early on that the chief is not, not inanimate. Um, a little, little Scooby-Doo edge. Right. So after the group leaves uh, with, with their, you know, all their stolen goods, we see the chief set down his, his bow, pick up the war paint, or pick up the paint, paint his war paint on, and mm-hmm. howl at the moon. Mm-hmm. And that sound that comes out of him is fucking scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not like that. And then he somehow hitches a ride to Los Angeles. <laughs> well, no, they didn't go to Los Angeles yet. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they were going to go to Los Angeles, because... The whole plan was that uh, Andy had to go pack his stuff. Sam was going to go pack his stuff. Fatso was going to go pack his stuff. And then Andy was going to come around his Firebird and pick them all up. And they were going to head off to L.A. So we, we cut to Fatso's trailer out in the middle of nowhere. And it's just as disgusting as you would imagine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the fucking paint's peeling off the walls. There's nudie photos everywhere. There's like food stains on everything. Cum stains everywhere. Yep. yep. Poop stains everywhere. <laughs> Poop stains on him. Yeah. You know. But then he, uh, oh, God, he's so gross. He goes into the fridge, and he gets, like, an open container of chicken and just starts shoveling it in his face while yelling at the TV. <laughs> it's like, he's so nasty. But he's sitting there choking down beer and chicken. He's choking chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, and he takes an arrow to the chest and then one to the face. Mm-hmm. Deservedly. Bye-bye, Fatso. <laughs> I do like uh, the next one and Andy's house. Like his fucking oblivious parents are just sitting there watching the was it the Cisco kid something like that. <laughs> and what is with that too? Like everyone was watching the Cisco kid, and then the next episode we get the Poncho Cisco back and forth. Uh-huh. Like why were they so obsessed with this in the movie? That must have been the big thing back then. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know. I mean, I know westerns were big, but I don't remember that in the eighties. So, <laughs> but. So we see Andy sneaking out to the garage with his belongings, and we hear a bunch of shit, like, breaking in the garage. And again, the parents are just totally oblivious. They're sitting there watching TV like... They're stoned. They're stoned. Yeah, they're stoned out of their minds. <laughs> so Andy goes out there and sees his Firebird is wrecked, and uh, he's like, what the fuck? And then we see the shadow of Chief Woodenhead with this tomahawk. Mm-hmm. He fucking takes him out. And you see blood splatter on the wall. His brother... Is one of the kids from the second one. That's why the parents are stoned. Where do you think the kids got the weed? <laughs> it's from Deke. <laughs> Deke is his brother. But uh Yeah, so we get Andy gets murdered and we see him laying on the on the hood of the firebird all chopped up as the the garage closes and we see the the shadow of Chief Woodenhead. And then finally he goes to visit Sam, who's preening in the mirror telling himself how good he looks. He's so gross. <laughs> He's like, oh, this hair. There's thousands of women waiting to run it between their legs. And I was like, I think you're giving head wrong. <laughs> like, I don't think that's how that works. I mean, r- listeners, let me know if that's a thing. Running your hair there? Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> Susie just looks disgusted. <laughs> how do you think his hair is so shiny? Oh, snail trail. Um, 
But so we see Sam preening in the mirror, and then he sees something behind him and turns around as the mirror shatters. And then we see Chief Woodenhead standing there in the doorway holding a knife. And he's like, you're not real, you're not real. He shoots him twice. And Chief Woodenhead's like, yeah, you're going to die. Keeps mm-hmm. walking toward him. So, then he scalps him. Well, he locks himself in the bathroom, and he tries to get out the window. And then, yep, Chief Woodenhead breaks through the wall, grabs him, pulls him out, and scalps him. <laughs> and that scene as a kid scared the shit out of mm-hmm. me. I was like, that's fucking terrifying. So we cut to the next morning where we see Ben White Moon laying in bed. And uh, the little satchel of heirlooms is laying next to him in a puddle of blood. <laughs> and he wakes up, he looks down, he sees the blood, he's like, oh shit. Jumps up and runs off to the store. Better go check on Raymond. Well, he sees the old chief standing there holding the bl- still bloody scalp. And he realizes what happens, and he tells him that may your spirit rest now, old warrior. And then he basically says goodbye, and it was in Navajo, I believe. Yeah. And um, they... We go back to the the wraparound. We, mm-hmm. we cut. So now he's at the post office. Yes, now he's at the post office. Remember cash on delivery? Yeah, <laughs> that's nine dollars and ninety nine cents. That's expensive. <laughs> what do you say? That's expensive for a little toy out of a funny book. Yes, it's not a funny book. <laughs> it's like you don't know Creep Show. Oh, I didn't. I didn't look at how much that would be today. Ah, but he's like you know. Uh, so Billy's buying, getting a package, a COD. Uh, they're Venus flytrap bulbs that he ordered out of the back of the Creep Show comic. <laughs> and the old man is like, he's like, oh, it's probably petunia bulbs. <laughs> and he's like, you don't know Creep Show. And he walks away. And then when the creep pops up and introduces the next segment. But before we get into that, do you guys have any comments on, on old Chief Woodenhead? Nope, they all got what they had coming for killing the old man and his adorable wife. Yeah, that was sad. It was sad. Like... I legitimately get bummed out every single time I watch that episode. That's probably my favorite segment. Yeah. Also, $9.99. Today would be $27. That makes about sense. That's a pricey COD. Damn. So we jump into the next segment, which is the raft. And we meet our four morons right away. Deke, Laverne, Randy, and Rachel. Okay, I have a question. (laughs) I I gotta get this off my chest. How the fuck was that car running all damn night and still into the next morning? It was the 80s. There is no such thing as fuel economy. Movies got a movie. It it must have been a full tank when they got there. Yep. (laughs) Now, okay, right off the bat, I hate fucking Randy. He's he's such a dick. Is is he the one with the banana hammock? No, no, that's Deke. Randy's the guy who tries to get away at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, The the rapey guy. The rapey guy. Here's the thing. He clearly, like, it's clear that Laverne and Deke are in a relationship. Mm-hmm. They're flirting back and forth. He's grabbing on her. She's groping on him. And Randy's, like, leaning over the seat, clearly checking out Laverne the entire time. Like, he wants to fuck his buddy's girlfriend, and he's not shy about it. Wasn't that an 80s thing in horror films, though? I mean, maybe, but still, it's like, I would have fucking punched him. <laughs> That's annoying as hell. He's like... Especially when Deke, Deke was probably really high though and wasn't really paying attention. Well, there's a scene where he like kind of goes to pull at her shirt, and Randy tries to look right down, and it's like oh, fucking yeah. Dick. Um, but yeah, and the whole time, like, I feel bad for Rachel because she's clearly there for Randy because she's looking at him, but then he's staring down Laverne's shirt, and she's just like, "Oh well, I'll just stare out the window." Oh, she's the Shelly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. poor Shelly. She's the Shelly of the group. 
But yeah, so their plan is to go to this raft in the middle of some lake that he saw, Randy saw, because he was on some kind of school field trip or something like that. And they're what, going to go swimming in October? Yeah. For reasons? And they go in their clothes. Well, they... The girls do. Yeah, I was going to say, they get there in their clothes, and I know uh, both... Randy and Deke take off their clothes down to their shorts, and Deke has the fucking yellow banana hammock mm-hmm. on. But the girls go in their clothes clothes. Yeah. yeah, the one girl goes in with a fucking sweatshirt on. Yeah, and then she's like, ow, you hurt my knee! Operation, a thousand dollar fee! <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, Deke jumps in the water, then Randy jumps in the water, and he's like, holy shit, it's so cold! And they're like, it's not so bad, girls, once you get in, then he turns around, he's like, that's bullshit! And they swim out to the, the fucking raft, and while they're swimming, Randy notices this, like, black blob in the water that's eating a duck. Yep. <laughs> and then he's like, girl, swim faster. Laverne, Shirley. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Shirley the whole time. <laughs> but yeah, he cl- they climb up onto the raft, and then the girls are slowly swimming there, and the blob starts moving toward them. And then, uh, you know, this is where Randy starts freaking out, yelling for them to move, move, que- uh, move quicker. I would have told him to turn around and go back. I know, right? Well, that's the thing. They really wanted to get laid. <laughs> With the, the weird duck-eating blob next door. Yeah. But, like, Rachel gets there, and he, like, yanks her up out of the water. And she's like, ow, Randy, you hurt me. And he's like, come on, Laverne, move it. And the blob is slowly going toward her. And she just gets yanked up in the nick of time. And again, she's yelling at Randy. I'm cold. But then doesn't she take her sweater off? No, that's Laverne. Or uh, that's uh, Rachel. Okay. Because Laverne's the one saying she's cold. But, yeah, it's like, so once they're up there, you know, he's freaking out looking at the blob. And Deke's like, what the fuck's the matter? And he's like, didn't you notice that? He goes, oh, it's just an oil slick. He goes, have you ever seen a perfectly round oil slick? First of all, it's not perfectly round. Right. Um, at all. <clears throat> like, it's, it's oblong at best. But uh, he goes, he's like, I don't, I've never seen an oil slick. And then he laughs and he goes, I only believe in what I can smell, taste, and touch. And I'm like, so oil is a figment of your imagination? Like, yep. yeah. like this, this is the stupidest fucking line. I bet his car runs real well. He doesn't <laughs> believe in oil. Right. I'm like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. But, and then of course, Randy makes that comment for the audience's sake where he goes, no one even knows we're out here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, who were you saying that to? Oh, right. The audience. Right. Right. And the car's still running, playing mm-hmm. that awful music. Mm-hmm. Like Magnum <laughs> P.I. The generic 80s, yep. like, chase music. <laughs> but, yeah, I love this because they're, they're talking about how, or uh, Rachel's like, me and Randy saw an oil slick and blah, 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 some eco field trip they were on where they helped to clean up, you know, an oil slick. And he's like, yeah, but that was just like streaks in the water. This is this is moving by itself. So what does Rachel do? I'ma touch it. <laughs> she reaches out and is like, poke. It just keeps poking. And then at by it. Rachel's hand. Yeah. Well, it jumps up and yanks her whole whole body in. And she's like, Randy, brr! It just goes into the, the blob. And then she somehow pops up. Covered in the blob. Right, but like how was she forcing herself up out of the water that much? It was like she was standing on something in the water. Because she was. She was standing on the bottom of the blob. Ah, okay. Because she pops way up and she's like, it hurts. 
it hurts. So they're like, holy shit, she's dead. And she's like, no, she's not dead yet, but she's got to be. I'm not dead yet, but I'm not happy. <laughs> I'm melting. <laughs> so Deke starts freaking out. He's like, we got to go for it. We got to go for it. He's like, you saw what it did to Rachel? And he goes, yeah, but maybe it's full now. <laughs> Which cranked me the fuck up. <laughs> and then fucking Laverne is freaking out. And Deke suddenly threatens to kick her ass. Yeah. He's like, quiet you or I'll cream you. And he's like shaking his fist at her. But he really was shaking his fist at her. I'll cream you. That'll shut you up. <laughs> exactly. I'll cream on you. Oh my God. Well then like it, it goes under the raft. And Deke is like, now's our chance to get away. And he goes to jump in the water. But it reaches up through the slats in the raft and grabs his leg. And it just like... Ugh. turns gross and necrotic and it starts like eating his flesh away and then while he's like screaming clutching his leg it just yanks him through the boards breaks his other leg backwards mm-hmm. and then pulls him down into the into the goop so we get uh we have laverne and randy freaking the fuck out laverne she jumps on randy like a fucking cat on a hot tin roof and he's like i'm gonna drop you and she's like no no just like squirreling around his neck and he's like, I'm not Deke. I can't hold you. I'm going to drop you. <laughs> so he finally puts her down. She stays he's like, it can't get you if you stand on the boards. I'm like, tell it to fucking Deke. I just <laughs> fucked him all up. Yeah. <laughs> but so he sets her down. The blob moves out from under the, the raft, kind of scooches away a little bit, and they watch it. So they're taking shifts well into the night of watching the, the blob. And then Randy's complaining. He's like, I'm cold and I'm tired. It's your turn, Laverne. And she's like, no, I'm cold and tired too. (laughs) So eventually they decide to hold each other for warmth and to watch the blob together. And they pass out because, you know, that's safe. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the blob was sleeping at that point. Apparently it was still sleeping through the night because it was like still the same spot when Randy wakes up in the morning. And the blob's like, oh, you up now? Okay, now I can kill you. Yep. You know, so he lays Rach or Rand- I'm sorry, Randy, yeah. Randy lays Laverne down and begins to molest her. Yeah. Like, yeah. what the fuck was the point of that? It's like uncomfortableness. Yeah. It's like so she's laying there and he just starts yanking her shirt up, showing the boobies, and then starts like kissing on her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, and he's like, Oh, okay. And he slowly pulls the shirt down. And then she wakes up screaming no as the thing is eating her face. Yep. Mm. Because Randy was too busy looking at her boobs to watch the blob that snuck under the raft and grabbed her. Mm-hmm. So she wakes up screaming for Randy. The blob pulls her into the water and eats her. And he jumps in the water like, fuck this. And starts <laughs> swimming back to the shore. While it's digesting her. <laughs> yeah, and we, we see the scene where it's like she pops back up as a skeleton. So it ate her fast. Yes, mm-hmm. it was... Well, Break fast. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. It was like, you know, I ate those people yesterday. I'm hungry. Yeah. So, and there was no ducks to be had. <laughs> so, Randy swims to the shore, just getting away from from the blob. He's like, I beat you, whatever you are. I beat you. And it's like, yeah, watch this. <laughs> and, just... and it comes up like, like, do you remember the episode of Scooby-Doo with the ice cream ghost? Yes. It comes up like that, like yes. it's enveloping him. Mm-hmm. It was like a tidal wave of black slime. Yes. Mm-hmm. It just grabs him, pulls him back out into the water, and it belches. I love that. It's like, as it's slowly going away, it's like, Bleh. That means it's full. <laughs> yeah, it was happy. 
And we pan past the car that is still running. Miraculously, <laughs> like 18 hours later. Right? It's still just going strong. And we go over to the, we see in the bushes, there's a no swimming sign. Mm. Like, womp, womp. <laughs> and so, now we go back to the reach around. I mean, wrap around. <laughs> Indeed. Where we see some bullies who decide to chase after Billy and give him a hard time. The lead bully, the lead bully, Billy, I'm, I the can't lead speak. Billy. The lead Billy, <laughs> the lead bully takes Billy's package, and, <laughs> speaking of rapey, and destroys it, oh God, <laughs> but he's like, oh no, look what it did, <laughs> he opens it up and he pulls out the Venus flytrap ball, he's like, what are you going to do, grow yourself a new friend, and Billy decides, fuck this guy, and he kicks him in the dick, yeah. <laughs> He gets on his bike and takes off, and the bully's like, get him, I want his ass. I'm like, this is getting real rapey. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Like, did it turn you on when he kicked you in the balls? I mean, it, it may have, because. Uh, he wants his ass. Yeah, he, he, he was going after something. But we see Billy take off on his bike, and the bullies follow. And the creep pops up, and he's like, ah, don't worry about Billy. He knows his way around town. <laughs> it's like, kind of like our next segment. He gets around. <laughs> And we get to the hitchhiker, which, uh, I find this whole segment ridiculous, but. So she has to pay mm-hmm. for sex. Well, with that guy. With that guy. Yeah, because he's, he's just a gigolo. <laughs> he ain't no Richard Gere. No. But, uh, yeah, we kick things off with our main character, Annie, who is having an affair on her husband with a gigolo. So, I didn't even write down his name. I think it's just as Annie's lover in the in the credits. Anyway, I think so. it should just be Gigolo. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just a Gigolo. That's his government name. <laughs> his government name is Gigolo. Gigolo. <laughs> exactly. Of the New Jersey Allos. <laughs> exactly. Gigolo, Gigolo, Gigolo. <laughs> Why is that word fun to say? It really is. Gigolo, Gigolo, Gigolo. <laughs> it sounds like some Scooby-Doo kind of. Bop. It sounds like you're scatting. David, we rock. Oh, my, my, my. All right, so. But, yeah, they wake up late because his, his, uh, there was a power outage, so his alarm never went off. And she's like, why don't you get one of those old, or like the old school alarms? And he's like, ah, oh, they sound like school bells. I hate it. This digital one sounds like morning birds. I'm like, what kind of digital alarm do you have? Because no, it doesn't. <laughs> He's just got a really fucked up jiggle bird. Jiggle-o, jiggle-o, jiggle Really fucked up bird sitting outside of his window. See, look at the way times have changed. Yeah. Now you have all kinds of things that could wake you up with the power without... This is true. <clears throat> I mean, well, basically just... Like your barking dog. Ooh. <laughs> what was yeah. that? Bella, did you see that? She just kind of like... She like leapt. Yeah. <laughs> Weird cat interruptions tonight. That was that was something. We got cell phones now. We got animals that will wake you up. Yeah, actually, Bella is notorious for waking me up. If if I'm not up when she you know wants me to get up, she'll come in and start pawing at my face. Even like uh, I think like smart devices, like certain uh, smart devices will still set the alarm even if the power goes yep. out. Yeah. So. A lot of uh, a lot of oversleeping in the eighties and before that because the can't use that excuse good. anymore, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless you had the old windy clock that she was talking about. Actually, I had I had one of those. I had one too time. when I was in like elementary. It Problem. really is annoying. Oh, it is. Problem is, I'd forget to wind it, and then it's like, or I'd wind it and and like forget to click over the alarm, <laughs> uh, and then it was just like it would never go off, and I'd be like, shit, I'm late. <laughs> 
So kind of like now when I hit uh, AM instead of PM. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, screws me all up. But so she wakes up. She's like, you know, oh, shit, I'm going to be late. I got to get home. And he's complaining that he's not being paid enough. (laughs) She's like, that's the price you quoted me. He goes, that was the introductory rate. He goes, now it's gone up. And she's like, oh, I see. Get him hooked with a taste. And then it goes up. He's like, well, you're hooked, aren't you? (laughs) He's like, I counted at least six orgasms. And there were some in there I'm sure you had that were silent because you didn't want me to have a big head. It's like, okay. <laughs> so she's like, you're charging by the orgasm? And he goes, hey, maybe I, maybe I should. I'll have something to work for. <laughs> have an honest day's living. <laughs> so she throws some wadded up money at him. They make out, make plans for the next week, and they leave, and she leaves. So she hops in her car and is like, Okay, and he's going to do the impossible here. The 20-mile dash in seven minutes. Holy shit, that is impossible. And she starts driving erratically. So if they were to remake just this segment, mm-hmm. would she cash app him or PayPal? <laughs> then, well, Bitcoin. Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. Bitcoin? <laughs> so she's driving down the road trying to think up different excuses on why she's late. He's got one of the card readers for his phone. <laughs> hey, I have one of those, but I'm not a You have a legitimate business. I mean, that is a legitimate business, but... <laughs> well, I mean, come on. If he's getting six orgasms out of her, that's definitely a legitimate business. What would it be called? It would have to be something, like, innocuous. So, like, spouses wouldn't know when they look at the credit card statement. <laughs> Listeners, Omay... You well, gotta have something good here. It would be something like how Gwyneth Paltrow has like the vagina steaming. It would be something like that, like some kind of vagina cleansing. <laughs> so they'd be like, "Oh, it's lady bit stuff." I'm not. I'm not paying attention. You're onto something. <laughs> That's what goop really is. <laughs> oh no, it's a gigolo. But uh... Maurice loves Gwyneth Paltrow and her vagina <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and her goop. so she's Uh, racing home (laughs) yes and she lights a cigarette and then drops it and starts freaking out because she's like oh no it's leather interior i'm burning a hole (laughs) and she starts losing control of the car and she really swerves hard like she's clipping like the fucking guardrail she's going all over the place and then we just see like some hitchhiker standing by the side of the road holding a sign that says dover and she just plows him over. Yep. Poor guy goes flying. On the back of his has been. Oh, <laughs> that's why he was saying thanks for the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so he, you know, she screeches to a stop. He's laying there dead in the road. She freaks out like, oh, my God, oh, my God, he's dead. And then she sees lights coming around the bend, so she takes off. So hit and run. Hit and run. Now we see a whole bunch of people stop by. We see... Some guy who we don't know at this time turns out to be her husband. Her husband, yeah. Um, that's Stephen King. Yep. Well, because she keeps saying her husband is never late. He's always home on time. Mm-hmm. So that's why she was in such a rush to get home. And this is the one time he's going to be late because he stops to help the guy who got hit. Mm. Uh, but yeah, then Stephen King pops up as a truck driver. And he's like, what is that? Looks like a black guy, huh? And it's mm. like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> like the way he says that. And then, like, some other group shows up. And they're like, what happened here? And Stephen King's like, some guy got fucking creamed. What does it look like? Happens all the fucking time. 
It's like his whole character is just to sit there and complain. Why, why does uh, Stephen King sound like Inspector Gadget? I don't know. <laughs> but he does. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, so we see her drive, Annie's driving along, freaking out. And she's like, can you live with this? Oh, I don't know if I can live with this. And then she passes by the fucking hitchhiker, who's all bloody and broken. She pulls over, and he just starts kind of hobbling toward the car. And she's like, no, no, that can't be him. She drives, turns turns the car around, and he's gone. Got a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different type of hitchhiker. Oh, oh. Oh. You looking for a date? <laughs> Got any cash? Want a date? But... She's looking at her, she's like, oh my god, you are going crazy, you can't live with this. And then suddenly he taps on the window, he's like, hey, hey, lady, thanks for the ride, lady. <laughs> like, what? His spirit tagged along for the ride after he hit, she hit him. Apparently, but this is where shit gets really fucking ridiculous. Like the runner in Pet Cemetery. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she, you know, she starts driving forward, trying to get away from him. He falls off the side of the car. As one is, was one is. Yeah, he was just holding on to the door. He falls off, and then like she's driving along, freaking out, and suddenly we just see a hand come reaching in through the sun or the sunroof, and just grab her. There's a homeless dude on her roof, and she's freaking out, swerving through the forest like she goes off roading, and it's like now it's playing the chips chase music. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's going through the forest. Get, he's getting smacked by branches. Like, thanks for the ride, lady. Thanks for the ride. Like, he just keeps yelling that. I feel for the guy. Right. Well, and she closes the fucking, like, the little sunroof on his head. And he's just screaming. There's, like, blood coming out of it. And then eventually she opens it and he goes tumbling off. So she thinks, like, everything's fine. You know, she fucked up her car again. $30,000, they say. And it'll look like it just came out of the showroom. <laughs> He pops up from under the hood. And he's holding on to the whole front of the car. He, he looks like he's trying to fuck the grill. <laughs> he's got his legs wrapped around it. Thanks and he's ride. holding on to the hood. Like he's fucking it. It's a metaphor for Jim oh. Allo. Dude, I laughed so hard when I saw how he was holding on. Maybe that's how Jig Allo was holding on to her. That's how the guy stayed on so long. His dick was in the grill. No, that's Jigga Ho. He was tethered. <laughs> oh, my God. So she's driving him through the woods, hitting all sorts of branches. He's just, was it like a bat claw? Like, it shot in there and then, like, spikes right. to, like, hold it in place? <laughs> it's a prehensile penis. <laughs> <laughs> but she's freaking out, driving through the woods the whole time he's yelling, thanks for the ride, lady. And she rams him into a tree. He falls off the front of the car. She backs up and rams him into the tree again. And she's like, he's laying there seemingly dead. Um, oh, wait, I'm sorry. I skipped a part. Before that part happens, he pops up in the, the, the passenger side of the car. Like when she pulls over, he pops up in the passenger side of the car. She pulls out a gun from the glove box and shoots him like seven times. <laughs> and he keeps saying, thanks for the ride, lady. She boots him out. She drives away. We see him pop up in the foreground. She backs over him and then drives over him again. And then, of course, we we fast forward to the part I was just talking about where he's Mm -hmm. fucking the grill. So she crashes him multiple times into the the tree, thinks she kills him, and she passes out. She wakes up sometime later. There's no hitchhiker. Her car is 
fucking wrecked. How and did she even drive it after that? The headlight was literally hanging on the ground. Yeah. It like the girl dragging. at the end of Hostel. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so she's driving away. She's like, oh, my God. I, I You know, it was all a dream. I just hit a tree. What kind of drugs did Jigalo give her? (laughs) But then she goes, it's like, well, at least this explains why I'm late. And she drives home. She pulls into the garage. And she sits there for a moment. She opens the door. And then suddenly... He pops out from underneath the car. With no face. (laughs) Thanks for the ride, lady. His eyeballs are hanging out of mush. He's got a floppy tongue and some teeth. There's no nose, no middle of his head. And he flops onto her and just starts licking her face with his floppy tongue. He's, he's got me from Niagara Falls, then. <laughs> True. He looked like Dr. Tongue from Day of the Dead. He was like, I'm all right, And she says a line here that I never caught before this viewing. Where she goes, what do you want? 50 bucks? And I fucking lost it. <laughs> so, Hilly West, two orgasms? Exactly. <laughs> She's like, I got a guy that can help you out with that. So, the, as she's screaming and he's, like, licking her face, the garage door closes. Some time passes and we see her husband arrive home. And he goes to open the garage door and it's filled with carbon monoxide because the, the car was running. And he finds his wife dead in the car holding the hitchhiker sign that this says is Dover. Dover. It's like, aw. He, he bend over her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and back to the wraparound. So we see Billy chased into a section of the woods that says private property. Billy gets off his bike and waits for the bullies. They surround him and threaten to beat him up, but Billy just smiles. Behind the bullies, we see a bunch of giant Venus flytraps rise up from the grass and start eating the kids as they scream. I love the the two that fight over the one kid. Like, they're, like, tugging on his leg and his head, and then the one gets his leg and the other one gets his body. So the, the head bully tries to get away, but he gets eaten... And then he actually does fight back. He puts up a fight. He holds the, the Venus flytrap's mouth open. And then finally it snaps shut, killing him. Billy watches and smiles as they're all killed. And he goes, Venus flytraps, they eat meat. <laughs> the end. <laughs> the end. Exactly. I do like the animated segments. I do yeah. too. Like, when I was complaining earlier, I wasn't that I didn't like the way they looked. It's just that the creep was different. Right. Yeah, he looked more. He looked more akin to the comic book version of the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. that the old the old weird dude with the mole on his nose. Yeah. You know, versus the uh, the skeleton monster that the creep was in the first right. one. Right. But after the credits, we get a uh, a little a little commentary on the whole Comics Code Authority. Um, it says juvenile delinquency is a product of pent up frustrations, stored up resentments and bottled up fears. It is not the product of cartoons and captions, but the comics are a handy, obvious, uncomplicated scapegoat. If adults who, if the adults who crusade against them would only get as steamed up over such basic cases or such basic causes of delinquency as par- as parental ignorance, indifference and cruelty, they might discover that comic books are no more a menace than Treasure Island or Jack the Giant Killer. I was like, yeah, amen to that. Spider-Man's a menace. (laughs) Uh, Poor EC Comics. They got really fucked over by the Comics Code. (laughs) But uh, there's not a whole hell of a lot of trivia, but there's a few few things I thought was pretty interesting. The red neon clock in the Spruce's General Store 
uh, is, is actually the same neon clock used in the uh, radio station of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. Oh, cool. Okay. So, same prop. I thought that was kind of fun. Um, we so have... Sylvester Stallone was going to be the creep. No, but... Did you see that? Did you see the, the trivia? This cracked me up. Apparently, Arnold Schwarzenegger was rumored to be Old Chief Woodenhead. Mm. Yeah, no. That didn't happen. He's not Native American at all. Well, he was being a costume, because the guy who played him is Native either. He was just in a Chief Woodenhead costume. Yep. But, That's true. And then Nicolas Cage was rumored to be the creep. No. No, he wasn't. <laughs> Stop guy. it, IMDb. <laughs> uh, Stephen King said on a podcast that the uh, Hitchhiker segment was actually inspired by the Faces of Death segment where the semi-truck runs over a cyclist. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Faces of Death movies. They're fucking awful. They're just... It's like... I've never, f- never even heard of it until now. Really? you never heard of Faces of Death? I've heard of them. I've never seen them. They're so dumb. They're like... So, okay. They're basically the worst fake death scenes mixed with, like, slaughterhouse footage and, like, accident footage. Mm-hmm. It's just... It's a waste of time. They were on a what of what culture horror countdown I watched yesterday. That movie was... There was there was one, and I don't know... remakes that are in process. Oh, Jesus Christ. I can't even imagine what they would do with Faces of Death now. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's they were they were dumb. Like, there was one, and I wish I could remember the name of it, uh, like, what, what you know, <laughs> sequel it was. But there was one where there was, like, a magician doing the Swords of Damocles. So he's, like, you know, tied up in a, in a straight jacket with ropes around him. And he's got the swords hanging over his head and a candle burning through the rope. And, like, he's trying to get get the thing undone, but something goes wrong. The candle burns through the rope. You see the swords fall. It cuts back to the magician that clearly is like a recess Annie dummy in, like, a curly wig that doesn't even look like the guy. The swords don't impale. They bend the plastic face inward, and then they cut away really bad. And cut back to the guy who was playing the magician covered in blood with fake swords stuck in him. Hmm. Uh, there was another one where they were showing, you know, people eating dogs, like raising dogs to eat them. And they take this little husky puppy out of a cage and set it on a, on a cutting board. And it's clearly a live puppy that they set on the cutting board. And then you see them pick up a hatchet or a, a cleaver and it cuts back and it is clearly a stuffed animal. And as she cuts into it, it's going, arf, arf, arf. Like, it sounds literally like someone saying arf. (laughs) And then she pulls, like, strips of beef out of it. It's like, that's not how animals work. (laughs) Okay. Faces of Death is not worth your time. Also, it rumored to be remaking The Toxic Avenger with Peter Dinklage's... Oh, that's that's not a rumor. There's, there's a there's a trailer. Yeah, there's a trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah it's it's coming out. Like oh. I've seen it, Elijah Woods in it. He plays the bad yes. guy. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah no, it, all, looks, it I, looks fucking awesome. I remember yeah, a lot of things wait. watching what, what, what culture horror. <laughs> oh no, Toxic Avenger one! I cannot wait. I am so excited for that. And speaking of trailers, I finally saw the Thanksgiving trailer at the, oh, the Exorcist. Looks so good. Oh my god! I cannot fucking wait. I am so yeah. excited. I have for to it. look that up when I go home because they didn't they didn't play that when I saw the Exorcist. I say it. It. I just watched it online. It looks fucking awesome. Um, but a little, little more trivia here is uh, the um, originally this had five short stories, just like the first one. Budgets. Yeah, they cut a lot of stuff down. But one of the segments was the cat from hell, 
which was in, we saw last week in Tales from the Dark Side, mm-hmm. that was supposed to originally be in this, um, along with something, uh, a Stephen King story called Pinfall, which was about uh, two ghostly rival bowling teams. Oh. I'm like, okay. Um, then there's uh, La- Laverne's uh, University t-shirt. It's the Horlicks University shirt. Uh, was Horlicks? Yeah, exactly. That's it's it's Horlicks. That's how it's spelled. <laughs> but it's uh, it's appeared in several Stephen King books, but it was also in the crate segment of Creepshow One. So oh, so that was the university. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot of stupid trivia, <laughs> like I said, like the Nicolas Cage and Arnold Schwarzenegger thing. But does anybody have any commentary? On this, any last final thoughts or? No, I'm glad that this. I'm glad we covered this this month because I haven't seen. I thought I didn't see this one. Really? Yeah, but like the first time they showed Old Man Raymond, I knew I had seen this movie before. Poor Race Bruce, he's such a good old man. But yeah, no, that watch it. It's free on Amazon Prime right now. Yes, and it's definitely worth. And I mean, this time of year, anthology films are fun. Yeah. Like, I, I rewatched Trick or Treat today while I was working. I had it on yeah. in the background. I'm probably going to... Uh, well, I know I'm going to be watching that before the end of the month. Um, that and Halloween, I always have to watch both of those. And uh, my other Halloween... My other two Halloween staples are Frankenstein and Night of the Living Dead. I have to watch both of those, too. Um, I don't know why those got so synonymously tied with Halloween in my head. But as a kid, I know I watched them on TV. And, like, I've just watched them every year. And so... It's kind of like the Charlie Brown Halloween special. I have to watch it. The Great yep. Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Mm-hmm. Oh, Great Pumpkin. <laughs> Why does Linus always sound like he's stuffed up? Because he is. Yeah, he's got really bad sinuses. <laughs> well, then he's been sleeping out in a pumpkin patch. Like, it's true. Right. Kid's got a cold. <laughs> but, well, we'll start wrapping things up here. Uh, so, for those of you not following us on social media, we are the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram, and we no longer have a Twitter. So, fuck X. Fuck Elon. It's gone. gone. X ain't giving it to you. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I deleted my twi- my X as well. I will be. I haven't done it yet. I just barely ever use it. I always forget about it. I, I just so. keep it for my sports news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just. Uh, I, I mostly am on Instagram and TikTok these days. So, But uh, we also have a Patreon if anyone's interested. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes. Uh, the higher tiers get stuff in the mail, birthday picks, stuff like that. Uh, we are a part of the Rad Pantheon Network. So if you like this podcast, chances are you like the other podcasts on the network. So check out radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials uh, for other podcasters and artists and musicians just doing rad stuff. And now our next episode, for anyone that wants to watch the movie before we cover it, it's going to be episode 200, and it's Tales of Halloween. How sweet that Count Creepyhead just had their 100th and we're about to have our 200th. Yep. Well, we're at really at like what two? Uh, if you, well, not counting specials. Yeah, if if you count the specials, I believe with Tales from Halloween or Tales of Halloween, we are at two forty, two or two forty one, somewhere around there. That's a whole lot of talking. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> a really whole lot is. of movieing. I was actually thinking about that the other day, like between this podcast right, uh, and Raised by Rentals, Raised by Rentals, and Count Creepyhead. I have been a part of over 400 podcasts, which is kind of crazy to think about because 
that we just started. Well, we started this in 2019, mm-hmm. and Count Creepy had I think started in 2020. I think it was the following year that we started that, and then Raised by Rentals we didn't start that until like 2021, 2022, somewhere around there. And so I am not your your podcast keeper. I was just saying. I'm just. We looked at you. Looked at me for a second. Like, is that right, Susie? I don't know. <laughs> I would. I would think that look was more of me trying to remember. Am I correct on this? You're old. Yeah, well, that's the problem. But, uh, yeah, no, I know this was a short episode, but, again, it's a, it's a kind of a short movie. It moves along at a good clip. And um, mm-hmm. we also had a lot of other episodes this month, so mm-hmm. we're tired, folks. We're just, <laughs> not even from this, we're just tired in general. Yeah. We're old. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long fucking week, so. And the meme <laughs> is so true. This weather went from 90 to 55 like it saw a fucking state trooper. <laughs> it really did. And my sinuses have not been happy. Yeah, knock on wood, so, no migraine yet. Yeah, no, I, I haven't. I haven't really had too many problems. Like normally, when my sinuses get like this, I'll have that the tension up mm-hmm. front, and I haven't had that. So thankfully, neither one of us have had our, our seasonal problems yet. Yes, but uh, hopefully, it'll it'll hold out. But alrighty, folks, I think we'll we'll shut it off here. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you.